Welcome to the Embracing the Water podcast. I'd like to continue with our previous exploration of energetic responsibility. And today I would like to maybe open up the area of blame. And this is really a huge one. And when we can really get a handle on this, it frees up so much energy, so much energy. And we're all prone to it to some degree or another, depending on our level of consciousness and how much we've worked through it in our life. So blaming. So there's many different facets to blaming and maybe we'll start with blaming others. And blaming others for our current state, how we feel, or how we're acting, or how we say, I suppose a little example would be someone in the morning is very rude to us and it activates us and we're like, how dare they, you know, that's so rude and, but then we carry it throughout the day and throughout the day, mm, kind of regurgitates around in our mind and in our feelings and we go, oh, I'll say this to them and I'll, you know, you're thinking of responses and we're not happy with the situation. You know, and you can say, they ruined my day. They ruined my day. So one small event has disempowered us, but really we've disempowered ourselves because we haven't taken full responsibility for our current state. We've let an incident or event or person that may not have been very conscious affect our day and maybe days, weeks. And then that ricochets throughout our day or performance or interactions with other people. So we kind of disempower ourselves when we, we let someone ruin our day or our week or our life and you know what do we blame politics covered the president our neighbor our husband our child we're kind of going into old pain, replaying old pain and mental construct that are quite disturbed and not very present. And this is, of course, not to condone people's poor behavior, you know, or acts, or not to be a doormat either, just go, oh, you know, we can still have boundaries, we can still say something, but we don't carry that's what happens if we let something imprint us, we carry it. And we're responsible for that, nobody else. So if we can start to take that responsibility, it is hugely liberating. And, you know, when you're not blaming others, it's a huge energetic recuperation. And that energy can be 
use for much better purposes for our sadhana or just for enjoying life or just to be present. Now, this is, can get more complex, so to speak, and deep-rooted and seeded. Like when we have incidents of, you know, long-standing abuse or trauma where once or repeatedly someone has been hugely abusive emotionally, sexually, violence in whatever area, that, you know, that's a huge imprint on us. And especially when it's laid down in early childhood. And especially if there's a time where we're not strong enough to have any boundaries or to be heard or to defend ourselves, And then that can really feel like, you know, we, uh, we have been put upon. And, you know, I can understand part of that healing process of coming out of trauma or PTSD or any kind of emotional hurt. There will be, it is very useful sometimes to come into blame if we're in a frozen kind of retracted state that we find this energy to go, no, that wasn't right, to speak up and to kind of say, you know, they done that. That's a very useful coming forth of energy. But that's part of that kind of healing process. But not that we stay there, that we carry that blame for our whole life that they done this to me and my life was ruined because of it. And, you know, I'm so scared that I can never leave it behind. That's a difficult position to uphold. So in that case, you know, for where there's been that kind of stuck, held, frozen energy and we find uh, the safety and the courage and the timing to, you know, come forth to say this is what happened and there can be an energy of blame and anger and, and that's the necessary part. But even then, to come out of blame is, is to find real compassion that whoever or whatever impacted our system so deeply through abuse or trauma or neglect, that to understand they themselves are unconscious, they themselves are probably, I would say most definitely, traumatized too. And that it stems back along ancestral lines, this collective trauma that really touches us all in life, consciously or unconsciously. So if we can find a kind of this wise compassion, it's very healing to understand that, you know, even abusers are traumatized. And then where do we lay the blame? Do we go, oh, you know, if it's say a relative or family member that's been abusive or neglectful and hurt us, where did they pick it up? Do we go back to the family line? Do we say it was our granduncle, that was it great-great-granny and go back and back and back? How many generations do we go back? Where do we lay the blame? Do we go all the way back to, you know, previous times or do we go all the way back and lay the blame at God? And this is something that I was quite fond of when I was younger. I was very angry at God. I blamed God for many things, for my own 
misunderstanding for my own not knowing because I had a limited perspective. And it's understandable. I was just maturing and understanding. So when we can come out of that blaming others for our current state, then we're, we're taking responsibility. He's saying, I'm responsible for how I feel and think and act in this moment. It's my responsibility. And if there is difficult feelings and thoughts, it's my responsibility to make them conscious, to bring healing to them, to really to find a way to free myself. Of course, freeing oneself can also be with the assistance of a teacher or therapist or prayer or whatever means or never truly alone in that regard. But the responsibility is for us to make that decision whether we ask for help, look for help, but that we can, we have the power to change that and that's a wonderful thing. And of course then there's another counterpart to blaming others is we blame ourselves. You know, and this is another huge one. We blame, blame. So I'm like this because I'm no good. I've, you know, I done this wrong. I'm to blame. So we just kind of, or that, you know, thoughts come that I've been on the spiritual path 10 years and I've made no progress. These kind of heavy negative thoughts or feelings come and I'm useless. That's a kind of self-blame and really that's a heavy load to bear as well, but one that's not necessary. Taking responsibility for how we are is not blaming ourselves. It's just recognizing, oh, you know, there can be unconscious behavior and it's my responsibility not to repeat it, to bring light to it. And whatever happened in the past, to be compassionate with yourself also. You know, that I have my own ancestral inheritance and ways and egoic conditioning that leads me or has a propensity to bring out unconsciousness or poor behavior. But it's my responsibility to change this. So not in a kind of a punishing way. We don't punish ourselves or berate ourselves take responsibility. So again, this is always very empowering. Now, of course, I'll reiterate it again, that, you know, if someone is being abusive or poor behavior, it doesn't mean we can't speak up, create a boundary, walk away, put them out of our life, whatever we need to do but we don't carry it further. This doesn't mean either that we become cold, like if something has hurt us, we feel it and let it, let it move. As I would say, I offer it up, offer it up, not to hold to it. And often, you know, we blame others and often our blame is incorrect. It's from a limited vantage point. We don't understand the other person's motives or ways. And even if the person's 
behavior is not to your liking, there's a great wisdom in giving that person the freedom to be as they are because they're going through the slow yoga of nature. They're learning, growing, and you don't know what line of development has been worked out in that person and what lessons they're getting from life. In a way, they're in, as I would say, the mother's hands and they'll get the lessons they need as they need them. And a compassion that can arise from within us just to understand that wherever a person's at, that's where they're at. They're doing their best from that state of consciousness according to their own ancestral lines and traumas and difficulties. And they too are seeking happiness. They may not be very conscious, but we all go through that phase. And then there's another aspect to blame. And that is its counterpart, which is praise. So we've got blame and praise. And really, we're afraid of blame and we kind of crave praise. So if you crave praise, then you're open to blame. Guaranteed you can't, because if you're open to one, you're open to the other. They go hand in hand. And we seek praise in different forms, a pat on the back, approval. It doesn't mean these, you know, people's gratitude or acknowledgement is a bad thing, but when we crave it, when we look for it, when our motives are to get praise, then we're also opening the door to blame. Then we're afraid, oh, if I do something, I will be blamed. You know, then people kind of push things into shadow. They won't be themselves because, oh, it won't be acceptable. It'll be blamed. It'll be, it'll be shunned or disapproved of. When we realize that we can become more and more authentic, that then our activities and our movements aren't for praise or blame, but just an expression of who we are without fear that we'll be blamed or ridiculed or that we won't get the praise, that we do it for our own truth, our own expression our own sense of goodness, of what's right, or for our own sense of fun and enjoyment. And when I mean authentic is, as well as that it's more a sense of soul to it, of course. That inner moral guide that lets us know what's good, true and beautiful in any situation. We don't have enjoyment at the expense of others, if it's creating others, you know, direct pain. But there's also that I've seen in my own life that when I made changes in my own life, some people aren't happy with it. You know, they can't understand it or it doesn't fit into their framework of what's or how sh someone should be. And that's okay. Not everyone can understand our movements. We only have to know that they're authentic and they're not designed to hurt anybody.
So this again is part of this wonderful kind of energetic responsibility. How we conserve our energy or how do we throw it away, waste it? Or how is it really not made conscious? And of course, that's also reflected in our collective use of energy on this planet. How conscious are we of how we use energy and for what? And then there's one last area and I've encountered it with you know, some people I talk with a lot that there's a kind of fascination sometimes between people who are blaming and attacking each other. These spats and fights that happen on TV, Facebook, you know, where there's the finger pointing and shouting and accusations and condemnations. And we kind of sit in on it or watch or there's a kind of Schadenfreude, this delight in other people's kind of misfortune or the drama of who's going to win, who's right. In these kind of situations, from my own viewpoint, when there's such intense blame and accusation, neither party is right. Not that they're wrong, but that they're caught in a surface layer of consciousness and hurt and pain. And they're not coming from a more present and authentic place. So when we look in on these or partake in these kind of spots, these blame games, we're actually de-energizing ourselves as well. And it's even in politics, even in high politics, well, what's called high politics, which is a whole other area to be discussed, perhaps. You know, and seeing in this polarization, this blame, and putting the other side down that they're wrong to make myself right. It's a very kind of surface movement and very egoic, very egoic. So, in a way, this is wonderful news. Your peace lies in your own responsibility. Presence lies with you when you take responsibility. It doesn't mean people aren't sometimes at their best. But we don't need to carry that because they're responsible for their self. Of course, if we're a therapist or a teacher, then we kind of, our role is to help people through. But still the responsibility lies with the person, with each person. And if everybody started to take responsibility for how they blamed or how they use energy, I think we'd have a very different world. So that's just some quick thoughts around blame and hopefully it sparks some interest for you to explore. And in the next podcast, we'll look at another area of energetic responsibility.
Thank you and best wishes.